listening to what you shouldn't see. This is Nigh Unwatchable. Hi there. Hello. Listener. Welcome to Nigh Unwatchable, the show where we watch bad shit so that you don't have to. I'm Harrison. That's an avocado over there, if I'm not mistaken. It's me! It's Chris the Avocado. Now, avocado! Chris, <laughs> Chris is just eating an avocado. Um, I, I need something. I need some sustenance. No, you should. I brought a... I'll, I'll even crack it for you. There we go. A Coca-Cola. From, from a can, so it's not going to be your best Coke. But we got too far into the weeds on talking about Coca-Cola the last time it came up on the show. So instead, mm-hmm. I'm going to veer us directly into the brick wall that is Superman 3. We oh, watched Superman 3, <laughs> the third Superman movie in the quadrilogy. That's right. There are four of them. Chris didn't know that they agreed to make another uh, movie after this. Bad news, Chris. They were already locked in before this movie <laughs> even came out. Oh, yeah. I take it that's why they don't sign contracts like that anymore. <laughs> Correct. Um, yeah, we got four Superman movies within the span of 1979 to 1987. Well, um, less than a decade? That's less than a decade. We got that's like four. Yeah. this century numbers, and sometimes not even. <laughs> so... That so you may be thinking, but that doesn't sound right. How the fuck did they even swing that? Uh, they largely did it. One and two were shot at the same time, mostly. Um, okay. It was it was the sort of thing where they were fairly certain that it was going to work. Richard Donner, the director of Superman one and Superman two, uh, largely. We'll get into that. Um, he was he was pretty certain that he had a hit on his hand, so he just went ahead and he was like, "I've got Marlon Brando." That's right, Marlon Brando was in the first two. Um, yeah, as 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 um, Jor El, he's Superman's okay. dad, and gives. I was just about like, to say, there's no fucking way it's Superman because Christopher Reeves, oh, I know, is man. Superman. <laughs> oh man, but that would have been really good to see, like at that point, a forty year old <laughs> like Marlon just Brando. A fat- just yes drunk marlon brandon yes i would have watched it um but chris why don't don't you go ahead and walk us through the plot as much as there is one of this movie and then i'll i'll get into the weeds on why this movie is as bad as it is well it's gonna be uh it's gonna be a quick plot summary folks because there there ain't a lot of substance there's a lot that uh, the movie is two hours long. There's a lot oh, that yeah. happens. Oh, yeah. But uh, if we're going to talk about the actual story arc, and then we can get into why it's shitty, mm. this is Superman 3. So yeah. Superman already exists. They're not giving us any Superman lore. He's from mm-hmm. the planet Krypton, and Kryptonite is his weakness and all that crap. None of that. That's They're done with all that shit. We're on the third movie. Yep. It is literally just Superman is, mm-hmm. and... There's also a rich guy. Mm-hmm. Superman works at a newspaper, for anyone who is not familiar with the, the Daily franchise. Planet. I assume yes. you probably are. But, you know, works at a newspaper, works with uh, with Lois. Um, 
laying mm-hmm. at the at the newspaper as well. Love interest in in the in the normal comic books, I guess, and mm-hmm. maybe in the first two movies, but not mm-hmm. in this third movie. They're just like coworker friends, which yep. is kind of it would be interesting if this movie did anything with that. Um, but instead, they're like, and Lois is here, and then like shove her aside. But anyway, I'm getting away from I'm getting ahead of myself. This movie is literally just Superman is around, mm-hmm. and he is Superman because mm-hmm. it's the third movie. There is a super rich person who's like our villain and like his sister. It's like this rich sibling pair, and they hire, you guessed it, computer whiz savant Richard Pryor. Yes. Yes, Chris, <laughs> to be, they sure do. To be like their, like, I don't know, like man behind the machine because it's the 80s god damn it and computers mm-hmm. uh, if if this movie is to be believed there is not a thing computers cannot do they are effectively Golly. giant magical ones they're like god. That- <laughs> they're just god they can do god things <laughs> so it ends up being richard pryor and evil sibling rich people mm-hmm. are out to get superman for reasons that are pretty unclear Mm -hmm. and they get kind of they don't really get close ever but they like make superman sad for like a portion of the movie boy did not very super but he Mm -hmm. is still have superpowers he's just not a super guy anymore nope he's kind of a dick uh, yeah he's kind of they make him into a dick for like 40 minutes of the movie and Mm -hmm. then uh they they do he gets better and they he does battle with himself actually we'll talk about that scene i'm sure he gets better and then he does battle with these villains who are mostly the evil siblings and then richard Pryor like kind of doesn't want to be doing it and superman ends up saving him at the end of the day and the siblings go a kablooey as as i like to say um and then the movie's over I mean, it doesn't yeah. end that fast. I fucking wish it did, but uh, uh, <laughs> but it's basically over at that. Once point. <laughs> you once no, once you get to the point that you just described, it kind of is over that fast. Like, there's a lot of loose things that you're just like, is that that'll just work itself? Okay, that'll work itself out. Okay, fine. But they have I, like a ten minute scene because part of this movie is Superman goes back to Smallville for like an article he's writing for the newspaper. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. So he goes back to Smallville and like, and we can tell that he like really wants to because he's sweet on his high school crush. So he goes and basically like relives this little high school like daydream of his and like ends up dating his high school crush who has a son. By mm-hmm. the end of the movie, and like through the course of the movie, the son is, of course, a big fan of Superman. Naturally. And like, then it's like this weird ending scene, though, where they're like all together in this odd family unit thing, kind of. But like, Superman or Clark is just dating her, and then like her ex husband, boyfriend. Golly, unclear, that, was, that was so Walks in to and me. is angry, yeah. and then mm-hmm. like fails to hurt. Clark Kent and like accidentally hurts himself and then the movie's over so but you're right it does basically end but there are like 10 grueling minutes of it not ending (laughs) that's that's so true because it spends all of its time on sight gags Chris not movie not all good not good sight gags uh often not even Superman related sight gags like it would be one like you know someone looking out the window and seeing superman fly and then looking at their coffee like what's in this you know like that's at least 
in the Who realm the... of a Superman movie. But most of this, <laughs> Superman is just not in it as things are happening in Metropolis. And you're like, isn't this goofy? And you're like, I, I fucking guess. But why is this in a Superman movie? Um, I, 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 what it reminded me of, I had to look up the name real quick. Because okay. there is a good version. The psych gags are not just psych gags. They are like extremely massive choreographed Psych Good point. Good it's point. not just someone in the background does something silly. It is like that we like see these people enter a phone booth, and then like we see this like newspaper lady on a bike like grab a thing out of a out of a kiosk, which like hits somebody else, which starts something rolling, which causes all of the phone booths to fall over. Ha 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 ha. This is like a thing that happens in the intro sequence of the movie while mm-hmm. they're still doing the opening credits. And it is just totally unclear why. Superman doesn't, like, show up and get them out of it. It's just, like, this random thing. But what it reminds me of is it's, like, Jacques Tati, if that's how you're supposed to say his name in French. But he's, like, a famous French slapstick director slash actor who was known for this type of thing. Basically, he would do these, like, giant choreographed slapstick movies. But in his movies, one, they're funny. And two, it's, like, the whole point of it is that it's the whole movie. Like, the whole movie is just, like, this mix of really smart choreography to result in, like, cool, funny visuals. And it's, like, kind of an impressive feat in addition to being funny to watch. This looked like it was trying to do that, but it was, like, so obvious from the outset. And what it was achieving was, like, so not interesting <laughs> from like not a funny slapstick perspective yeah <laughs> it was just that's the whole of this movie i described it to harrison at least as like terrible and stale like yes it's just stale yeah <laughs> it's just it's been on the shelf too long too way way too many cooks in this kitchen like you could just <laughs> tell that like this thing went through 10 billion revisions that 10 billion people had to like fucks with the plot to get it to make some kind of coherent sense it it, 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 it's just it's nonsense but it's not even good nonsense because it's not comic booky nonsense like that's that's i was also telling chris before we started that a lot of people consider the fourth one to be the worst i disagree because the fourth one is incredibly stupid incredibly nonsensical but like superhero-y things are happening you know, so I can kind of forgive it. In this one, he's fighting fucking computers. You know, he's fighting like a weird corporate entity, kind of, but they don't do anything with that. You know, it never goes anywhere interesting. We're never yeah. exactly sure why they want to get Superman out of the way, besides that they've got some like bean related feud with Columbia is as close as we get to, like, an explanation. Um, It's so weird. Yeah, they're really... And they're not doing... Like, they're not... If you had a corporate power movie today come out, or even then, because there were corporate power movies that came out in the 80s, like, you'd expect it to involve, like, fucking with Superman, Superman in real life, by, like, affecting public opinion, or yeah. like trying to, you know, get a government contract to build some 
project that's like actually going to be used for some sinister purpose to build your own superman can't just yeah he can't just simply destroy it because then that would be anti the u.s government so there's got to be like something to figure out there no it's just like big rich man doesn't like superman and literally hires like richard pryor who's a computer whiz to like He's he at one point like he hires him to do computer shit and then at one point is just like I want you to like kill Superman and it's just yep. like where what like where is now, this coming from why do you think computer whiz genius can do this like none like none of it <laughs> tracks now Chris <laughs> I know you're not uh, uh, necessarily overly familiar with the Superman mythos but Chris I'm I'm quite sure that you know. That uh, a rich man just having it out for Superman, because he does, that's already a character in Superman, isn't it? It is. His name's Lex. His name's Lex Luthor. He's he's 100% in this universe. He was in the prior two movies. They could have used him. The most famous rich bad person of all of fiction. Yeah. Like, like he's... Made another Lex who isn't Lex Luthor. <laughs> who isn't Lex Luthor. Who isn't Lex Luthor. So, the reason for why that might be, there are conflicting reports, but I, I feel pretty confident that this this is probably the reason. Gotta oh, go back to the first, the first movie, right? Mm-hmm. Superman in 79, right, was largely successful... For the same reasons that a lot of the same reasons that Star Wars was successful is that in this era that is producing some pretty heavy, very dark, uh, uh, you know, make you think type cinema. There were something... throw some out there for the audience if you don't know what he's talking about. We're talking about network. We're talking yep. about Bonnie and Clyde. We're talking about Wall Street. Like yep. Yep. depressing movies. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, Chris. I'm about to blow your fucking mind. Bonnie and Clyde shares a writer with Superman three. Um, you shut the fuck up. <laughs> I wish I wish I could. I wish I fucking could. But the point is that like it was just kind of a return to this kind of fun, innocent ish, like uplifting popcorn flick, you know? And people just bit hard for it. It worked really well for them. And that was that was a decision. Right to to make it old fashioned in a way, which is another thing that doesn't make a ton of sense about computers being so heavy in this, is that in the first two movies, it it's kind of unclear when it takes place, and that's intentional. Like it it starts in black and white, and kind of seems to be implying that this is taking place in the forties, despite some of the technology being modern to the late seventies. But in this one, it just fully dispenses with, like, the the <laughs> 40s bit and things even looking kind of old fat. Quite frankly, they dispense with there being Metropolis at all in this one. Like, they keep saying Metropolis, and then they just show New York. Famous New York shit. Like, the Twin Towers and the fucking Statue of Liberty and the Empire State Building and the Chrysler. Like, they they just keep showing I honestly like, forgot Here we are in Metropolis. New York. Yeah, yeah, I forgot it wasn't it wasn't New York. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. <laughs> but the the first one worked really well off of that strength and also like it has a fucking insane some pretty insane talent is is attached to that one. 
Mario Puzo co-wrote the script. That's right. The man who wrote The Fucking Godfather. (laughs) Richard Donner is a really good fucking director. Uh, you You have insane talent in Gene Hackman and Marlon Brando, they did Who a does Gene search. Hackman play. Lex Luthor, he's what? great. Oh, dude, the first you got. Now we got to watch the first two because, or at that's least the first awesome. one. Because, ah, dude, that's the thing. The first Superman movie is so much fun. It's definitely nonsense. Don't get me wrong, but it's good nonsense. It's I mean, nonsense Superman that works. As in, and Superman as an IP has to be he's, like. Yes. We'll preface this before nonsense. anyone gives us a comment. Not that anyone ever gives us a comment like this. But, but no. maybe one day we'll get an angry comment and I will be happy about it because it'll mean that we have a big enough audience to have angry listeners. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, one no, of I the mean, 12 like, has turned. <laughs> one of the t- <laughs> we have a what? Judas among us. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, I don't even remember. What were we even talking about? I forgot now. What was that? What were we uh, it doesn't matter. Gene Hackman is the... Is Lex Oh yeah, Luther. carry on with that. I forgot where I was going. We, well... We, we, can, we can glide past it. It, 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 it. The first one is, is just a good movie. Uh, it's fun. It is... Oh, we were talking about nonsense, and you said that Superman oh, was nonsense. Oh, Oh, yeah, just in case anyone's like, you guys are shitting all over this and Superman is supposed to be dumb. We get that. We get it's supposed to be dumb. We're talking about a two-hour movie that is just so boring, like horrendously boring for a a Superman to be a character in a movie. A guy with laser eyes who flies. I shouldn't be bored. Like, I might not like the movie, but I shouldn't be bored. No. And this movie is frequently boring, and it makes dumb use of... Okay, back to... During the second movie, so remember how I told you that they shot the first and second largely at the same time? Yeah. The second one was basically finished, and then when uh, Richard Donner, the director of the first one, laid out like his vision for what he wanted the full trilogy to be... The producers were like, that That sounds really fucking expensive. And he's like, well, you know, these are making a lot of money. Like, the last <laughs> one was a fucking hit. We have that under our belts. I, I, like, well, we don't like that. You're giving us a lot of lip about how we want to make your movie stupid. Uh, so, actually, you're just fired. So, they fired Richard Donner off of Superman 2, replaced him with Richard Lester who his biggest claim to fame is he directed Hard Day's Night, the Beatles slapstick movie. And, like, the parts of Superman 2 that suck are the parts that he added, that he, like, shot and... and, But Superman 2 is still good because it has a lot of Donner left. It has a lot of the shit that they had already shot that, like, works, that's interesting. It just has a bunch of... Yeah! It just has a bunch of shit added onto it. Three is when we get the first time that, like, Donner has, is not involved. None of the, like, a few of the writers have carried over. But this is the first time that it's this own vision. Basically, the pure vision of the producers. And it just fucking sucks. And it affects <laughs> every level of the production, including 
The popular rumor is that Margot uh, Kidder, who played Lois Lane in 1 and 2, the rumor is that because she publicly criticized the producers for how they treated Donner, Lois Lane's role was reduced in this movie to a side character. Oh my god. Gene Hackman is not in this movie. Gene Hackman was also like very critical of their treatment of Donner. And the again, there's no way of really confirming this because I don't fucking know Gene Hackman, but the thinking goes that he refused to do Superman 3 in protest. He does come back for 4, so that's that's kind of he might he probably also some. wanted like if they were made that if four of them were made in less than 10 years gene hackman yeah. probably just wanted to do some work that wasn't superman <laughs> yeah oh dude totally absolutely <laughs> like like especially especially since he has like a pretty reduced role by the second one anyway um but and then also the producers just fucking insisted they saw richard pryor tell johnny carson how much he enjoyed seeing Superman 2, and then the producers just got in their head, we've got to get Richard Pryor for this. So all of those things came together to make this a weirdly Richard Pryor-centric movie where Lois Lane doesn't really play a role, where uh, Gene Hackman's not in it at all, Lex Luthor's not in it at all, but you still have this random corporate entity that at some point production probably was just fucking Lex Luthor. Yeah. And you just get kind of a nightmare of a movie. Like, it's not, it's it, it's just like a whole lot of nothing. All of the heart, all of the stuff that, like, made it so charming to begin with has been jettisoned. Uh, and has been jettisoned pretty intentionally with, with, with surgical precision, and it just fucking shows. Like, we keep harping on this opening scene with the slapstick. The biggest sin is that it goes on for probably between like five and ten minutes, somewhere in there. It is a long credit It's sequence. really long. And unlike like, the previous two movies that had, yeah. because you were talking about the, the opening crawl, the <clears throat> Star Wars-style credits, the previous two yeah. movies had credits in space. So those, like, the scrolling worked. It made sense. But now they're just over top of this insanely choreographed slapstick scene that you're like, all right, this is some kind of like Rue Goldberg style disaster where things are going to escalate and then Superman will be required to undo it. That doesn't fucking happen. Like, and that's like, the thing. It's just so goofy. annoying. <laughs> well, and you realize that halfway through because halfway through all of this weird shit that does seem like it's going to be exactly what Harrison just said. <clears throat> Instead, Her like uh, Superman shows up and does like a mini. He does like a mini save. In the middle of this, like yeah. in the middle of this opening sequence, he like, I forget. He's oh yeah, some guy crashes into a fire hydrant and is like literally drowning inside of his car. It's actually that is one thing where it's like that concept is funny. Yeah, thinking about it right now is making me smile. And yet, when I was watching it, I was like, damn, joyless. This should be funny. Like, yeah. yeah, this is like everything I'm seeing on screen here should be funny, but it just wasn't. It was just, and so, oh my God. But yeah, so Superman like saves saves him and that's it. And it doesn't expound anywhere. It's just this weird use of money too. 
because it is yeah. like these all of these little sequences not all of them but almost all of them in this opening credit sequence happen outside in metropolis mm -hmm. so we are talking massive sets like mm -hmm. just huge sets and mm -hmm. city so hundreds of extras just like just so many people on screen and a lot of them are doing like more work than just extras because they're part of this fancy choreography which is i think what hurts about it is there isn't anything i the like i can say as we've said before like i wasn't delighted by it but why like why isn't why wasn't any of this at least cute even if you did all of this i think it would be dumb and out of place yeah. but like they could have done the same thing and made me at least chuckle to myself at some point sure and it didn't even achieve that and i think part of that like dead feeling and why it's not like delightful is it's done in a way that was it's more it felt more akin to like musical theater where like i can tell hmm. I am conscious and thinking about the fact that everything is choreographed. And I can tell that this is when this crowd of people is supposed to walk by in the background and yeah. timed with this bus showing up and everything. I think the issue with this movie, honestly, was like they built these massive sets and then they just planted the camera in one or two places and they grabbed these wide shots of what they're doing. And the wide shots just make all of the magic go away because now I'm seeing how everything is timed out all in yeah. one big flow. There's no big like unraveling or mystery for me of like, where are we headed? And where's like the goofy fun thing that's going to happen next? It's just like shift from wide choreographed mess occurs and then new wide to choreographed mess. <laughs> and then like Clark Kent's like going to work. The idea is loosely everyone in metropolis is a fucking moron and like superman clark kent is like on his way to work on a usual day in idiot metropolis where people are just being morons all around him. i guess and, yeah and like that again that would have been awesome if that came to something and there was like a rube goldberg sort of uh a climax to it Setup, and like yeah. at the end like superman like stops like a train from crashing or something that was caused by this but no none it of it led to nothing it led to nothing none of it's even connected and you can tell it's gonna lead to nothing early on because you can tell it's not connecting they're just these individual little little scenes of like dumb little now, cutesy stuff now right and and i'll give you a prime example of like even where in moments where i thought i knew where it was going it just made nothing of it you know so there's a blind man with a guide dog and he briefly loses like where the blind dog is. So he's grabbing for a handle and he grabs onto like some road work equipment that like paints the lines and then he walks across it. So naturally I'm putting the fucking dots together. I'm like, oh, okay, he's going to paint like a wonky uh, road pattern and then people are going to follow it and then that's going to make no it doesn't because he just we've all draws seen an abbott and costello like, movie. Like, yeah. <laughs> like he just draw right like there is a certain amount of internal logic required to some of this <laughs> nonsense that makes the slapsticky elements to it work because there are payoffs to these visual jokes there are no fucking payoffs here like 
I, I'm just supposed to be amused that a blind man is now lost and walking in the middle of the street. That's the whole fucking joke. That's it. Nothing That's else the whole to do. Joke. He <laughs> ends up going in like circles with this like road painter. Which is what, that's like what we find out. And I guess the payoff is like, I, I guess the way they put this together was like, it's going to look like he's going to walk into traffic and die, but instead he doesn't. So that's your payoff is that he's making circles. It's like, no, he has a piece of road equipment. Like he should be Mr. McGill in this shit around Metropolis. Like, like it's, you said, it's, he should be it's... drawing new lanes and crap that people are following. But no, they don't even do that. He's just like hanging out in like a parking section off to the side of the road, like painting circles. And then it's not Ugh. even always clear. Like you'll have that where it's like, okay, I can conceivably think of an instance where a blind man would be within the vicinity of road equipment. Fine. Chris, fuck you if you can explain to me why there are toy mechanical penguins that are near a sewer grate, and there's also, like, a toy bomb with them? Like, what the fuck was any of that? Where, like, these toy penguins are going through this construction zone and, like, fucking stuff up. No explanation where they came from. No, no shot of, like... I Oh, they came out of a toy shop or something. Like, Listen, I don't think they're toys. <laughs> I really don't. I really don't. And here's the reason I don't think that. So there are these, and you can tell they are like big, like, I don't know, remote control car sized yeah. penguins. Yeah. Like waddling around, obviously like toys of some kind. But the way they're, the way they move through space and how people react to that makes me think that these are supposed to be, supposed as to the be viewer, actual real penguins. Because at fire. one point, one of them catches on fire. I think that is their whole purpose, is they're just around. And then, like, one of them to gets, like, caught, caught on, on, fire. on fire a little bit on the head, and then Superman picks it up and, like, blows it out with his super breath. And, oh, and you're right. Okay. You're, you're right. You're <laughs> right. So the, the setup is at least for Superman to do something with that toy. That's cur- That's – I had forgotten about that. But still – it, it, but it's it just it's not a toy because what he like pets it like he blows it off and then he like gives it a tap like there you go oh, good he totally, penguin, and then right. like, lets it on its merry way <laughs> and also i need to it it's God, very it's important bad. to note at this point that like christopher reeve is doing everything he fucking can man like he, oh, he is, is carrying this movie on his fucking back. You're right. He's like the only actor that shows up. Richard Pryor maybe, is one of the, the guy, worst. Oh, yeah. Well, oh. I have thoughts on Richard Pryor's performance, but I think the villains uh, do a good job, too. I that, think the okay. villains are also there. Good point. Good point. Um, good point. My, my issue with Richard Pryor's performance, and this is like, I can't tell, because I remember you watched it a day before me, and you were I got a text from Harrison that was like, wow, everyone's phoning it in. And, like, especially Richard Pryor, which that would make sense. Not really yeah. his movie anyway. Couldn't blame him for it if he did. I can't tell, though. His performance is bad in this unique way where I'm like, did they have a character that was supposed to be an awkward computer nerd? And yeah. then they made Richard Pryor play this character. And it's not that Richard Pryor is phoning it in. It's just that in no other point in in Richard Pryor's career does he play a shy, awkward character. So mm. it is really fucking weird to see that's Richard a, Pryor that's a good be point. this weird, awkward guy 
because like he's not like <laughs> it's just like I see him on screen and I'm like I'm expecting him to be Richard Pryor and then he's yeah. like meek and weird and like all these things I'm like they this is just like horrible miscasting like it, you guys okay, just wanted okay. Richard Pryor more than it made sense for the role that's <laughs> very 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 fair very true there are the only Richard Pryory moments that we get are like so incredibly unearned. I'll give you one. There is, for some reason, they have like a fake ski slope at the top of the villain's building. Which is and, wild. Which is wild. Richard Pryor is on skis for some reason. He doesn't put them on. He's walking around. Like the only thing that he has done is he's taken someone's like pink blanket and he's like using it as a cape he does not have skis until this needs to be a slapstick scene all of a sudden and he acquires skis out of nowhere and just starts like moving down the the side of the roof like oh i'm going on goes clean off the side of the building and somehow lives uh just sticks the landing i guess uh like ends up in the street and then richard pryor is allowed to do richard pryor things finally which is just look around at people be like what this isn't weird what you people aren't like like finally he's given like a situation but it's just like how the fuck did we get here to it, it, it seems like you started with the idea of richard pryor in a pink blanket and skis in the middle of the street and you worked backwards to figure out like how you could get that it, it, right uh, Everything, I mean, everything about it, his, everything about Richard Pryor in this movie is, to me, is not like, I, I hate it because it just feels like it just really shouldn't be Richard Pryor. And they were like, I don't know. It feels very, everything about his role in the movie feels like we needed, we need a black actor because we don't have one otherwise. And we need to like get someone who's like fun and funny and up and coming and there's Richard Pryor and we think he's fun and funny so we'll cast him like it just everything about his presence is bad to me but not because of him kind of like what basically I'm agreeing with what you just said it's just like he was just made to be here and he doesn't even get to do his his thing like he doesn't get to do his thing and it makes me I wonder it's like watching a movie like this and now we're talking about it and I'm thinking about modern uh cameos i guess mm -hmm. of comedians specifically in in movies or or he hell i'll expand it to like performers modern people who do more than the silver screen you know who get famous from from selling tickets in a, in another type of way um they in movies nowadays they tend to just do the thing that they're known for mm -hmm. like if we were to make this movie now, in, in 2023, Richard Pryor would appear as Richard Pryor in, like, a comedy club scene that is taking place. And there would be, like, yes. three minutes of Richard Pryor doing a bit on stage, and then, like, a fight would break out at the bar, and, like, Superman comes in or whatever. You know, like, that would be his, like, part of the movie. And if he's going to be in the movie longer than that, it would be still as Richard Pryor. So the whole time, he gets to just be, like, him and being funny. But, mm -hmm. like, that, clearly that idea hadn't, like, come about yet. Comedy also, as, like, a scene, was relatively new in terms, in, like, the early 80s. Like, SNL is, like, sure, it's around, but, like, it's it's happening. Like, there haven't been 
generations of people who grew up with the names of stand-up comics in their heads yet. That's fair. You know? So, like, I just... There's a part of me that's like, was this the movie that made everyone realize how to best use comics, like comedians, in their films? Because, like, this is a disaster. Yeah. (laughs) But maybe that's why I haven't seen many others. (laughs) But I, I I think you did hit on it earlier when you were talking about how it, it it feels like this role previously existed and then they're like oh we can make richard Pryor work in that it's like what what and see now that's one of the strangest parts is that for as much slapstick as there is in this uh movie richard Pryor, very good physical actor uh was only really allowed to do his form of comedy a few times a few yeah. times, other people get to do slapstick all fucking day long. But Richard Pryor, ah, we could he could have like two, two scenes where he does right. Most where he of the does time something he's just physical like and funny. Yeah, <laughs> he's just muttering or being. Oh, I just uh, typing on a keyboard, being a wizard of typing. the computer. Uh that is. I mean, like, okay, limited to, but. Or, or, or including, but not limited to, the following things computers can do in this movie. Control the weather. Hmm. Uh, uh, to the degrees Control which you can... every other computer. <laughs> yeah, wow. Great point, Chris. Uh, can control every... From the same module, mind you. You can control uh, uh, everything. You can control traffic. Uh you can, you can, oh my God, speaking about choreographed, that shot in like the square where they get people to cross the street and it's just like a hundred people. It's like, you got a hundred people to do this just so that you could have a silly little like, oh, go back, go back, go back. <laughs> yeah. The answer is yes. That's where the budget yep. of this fucking film went. And you know what? Good for those hundred people. Good <laughs> for those hundred people. Computers can, uh, synthesize kryptonite in an instant and shoot it into a laser computers can uh give you all of rounded down money computers can turn woman into cyborg briefly computers can use a surveillance system that instead of being a camera turns shooting missiles at superman into a video game like there were so many those types of moments and everything related to computers was just like very obvious as a as a viewer from from the future watching this movie it was like (laughs) oh my god like computers the the notion of personal computers was like brand new when this movie came out and video games were like just becoming a thing that like the mainstream was getting its grips on and like both of those feature in a big way in this movie and in the weirdest way and it's like clear nobody writing this or directing this understands anything about computers or video games but it's clear that they're like relevancy like yeah yeah, yeah. this is the it thing Think of, but think about this, you know, like, we're trying to update Superman. We're trying to bring him into the modern age. What's more modern than computer, guy? Like, <laughs> computer is actually, like, really fucking smart. If you think about it, computer, like, <laughs> computer control life now. So, what's that like Superman the... fight computer, I think? You realize, like, And also how... Richard Pryor. 
require like how from a space odyssey a movie that came out like what 15 years before this one yeah like that is a that is a very complex like computer concept idea that is mm-hmm. much more in line like scarily in line with like what computers are it now <laughs> in the real world in, in the 21st century mm-hmm. but like I'm just so shocked that that movie can have existed and like everyone involved with the making of Superman 3 definitely saw A Space Odyssey 2001 and that's this is what you did with like building supercomputers like you were given a playbook not only of like how to think about a supercomputer in a fun way you were also given a playbook of how to tell your audience about the computer and its capabilities and limitations. And, like, you know, that's honestly a big problem with it. And I'm sure, I'm surprised it, I'm sure, I'm not sure because apparently this movie was popular enough for them to keep making them. But, like. Well, they were already signed on. And they were already signed on. But, like, I'm sure if it was a complete flub, they, they would have, like, just thrown out the contract. That's and fair. Paid whatever. It, it, I mean, you'll be disappointed to learn it did make its money back. I am disappointed to learn that, but I'm not mm-hmm. surprised. No. But like, it's especially, one of those... Especially keeping in mind that the first two are good. And it's like, it's one of those things, I think it's important to remember when we watch older bad movies, especially bad movies like this, because this occurred to me while I was watching this. Mm-hmm. You don't get to see movies the way we do now at the time this movie came out. When you went and you... In order to see a movie, it was either playing on television on one of your four channels, or you had to go to a place, and then you were trapped until the movie was over. (laughs) I mean, sure, you could have walked out, but, like, you had to go see a thing. And I definitely was thinking about that last night. I was like, oh, my God. You know, like, this would have been... I'm watching this now, and it sucks, and I hate it of my own volition, but, like, fuck... If I had to be like stuck in a theater watching this shit, okay. So <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna compound that a little bit, right? You you also it's a totally different experience because you don't know what to fucking expect unless like you read the review in your newspaper or whatever. That's like a good point. like yeah. Rotten Tomatoes is so far away. The Rotten Tomatoes mindset is so far away. You you heard about these things through like word of mouth and also. The first two were good. So imagine you're sitting in there largely not fucking knowing what to expect, except like, yeah, I really liked those first two. And then this is what you get for two hours? And maybe you like it. That's the other thing that makes me wonder. It's like, yeah, like, did people hate it? I don't know. (laughs) it It was pretty universally despised. Okay, Um there are I guess it meant few... more than two because people had to pay in a bigger way to see it. Like now if I see a bad movie on Netflix that isn't for this show, I don't get angry at Netflix for making me watch it. It's my sure. choice. I, I'm paying for it a- along with other stuff. But like, if I, I'm sure I would have been furious if every time I had to see a movie I had to like pay individually and then half the time they were shit (laughs) i guess i guess we kind of know what it's like because we experienced spider-man 3 this is a real spider-man 3 uh instance it's not like this is one of the worst movies ever made but like it's just significantly worse than what came before and it's really boring 
for a movie about like a fucking superhero. It is easy to forget that streaming didn't really happen until we were like in late high school. And people didn't really have it until we were in college. That wasn't even the notion of like streaming really exploded, I feel like, in like the mid 21st. You kids wouldn't remember when we used to get Netflix mailed to us. Oh, I gotta say, I still miss I still miss that a little bit. I also miss going and renting a movie. I love it when I'm in a little, little town somewhere and they have like this local video rental store that has like managed to stay open almost at this point it's because the town just doesn't want it to close but like i love that shit i love the idea of like going in and like getting a thing and like walking out i've gotta go i mean you do it at the library in most places but like (laughs) you can draw a direct link between most of my interests and tastes even to this day and the video rental store that was tucked at, like, by the checkout of the Hattiford's Grocery <laughs> down the street from where I grew up. Just, like, there was a kid's section, and I just rented the shit out of, like, ever, like so many times <laughs> just re-renting the same, like, Star Wars droids <laughs> and, like, oh, bullshit yeah. like that. I... I was formed by the video rental in my local grocery store. Oh, we all, not to mention the like tantalizing something you, it, I guess kids have the internet now in a way that we didn't. So like what you can be exposed to is probably worse, but like as a kid, probably being in a video rental store. I mean, definitely you're right. But that was like, <laughs> there was this. Chris, the internet fun... is fucking awful. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. You're right. What am I saying? I just don't, I don't want to speak. I have as as someone who isn't a parent and doesn't talk about parenting mm-hmm. <laughs> with yeah. the people I know who are parents. No, no, like speak. I don't. I just don't know what like internet uh, censorship is these days. I don't know how. I don't know if parents in mass are like accepting that their kids are just going to see some shit, or if they're like trying really <laughs> hard to prevent it. But We've got to keep. These kids from seeing <laughs> Superman 3. It's going to corrupt them, Chris. Uh, so anyway, so yeah, we're getting way sidetracked with like the glory days of movie rentals. I guess back to this bullshit. This movie... You don't have to. Well, I mean, we can we, we can keep... If anybody is still listening, they're, they're here. They're, this is what they're here for. That's true. They're hey here Dale. to hang. And I mean... Hey, Dale. And, <laughs> and Emmy. And, uh, Possibly Katya, Katya. You're still there. Possibly. Uh, but, <laughs> but like, this movie, I think we already described the basic plot, which is all there really is. Because the other thing that both Harris and I have talked about, not yet in the recording, but off recording about this movie, is that it just is a series of scenes. All, mm-hmm. It's almost a series of vignettes. Like, there are scenes tied to the actual story arc that we laid out at the beginning, but a lot of stuff that happens is you'll just get a random cut all of a sudden to, like, a disaster that's mm-hmm. taking place. And is totally, it, it reminds me of, like, a literal Sunday comic strip is kind of how it feels. It feels like a lot of this movie is disconnected Superman pages of, like, him doing a random hero. Like, they'll just, they have the actual story arc. 
But instead, it's just like, oh, here's like a truck falling off of a bridge for no reason. Not connected to anything else. I am not making this up. Just straight cut out of the actual story of the movie to an accident taking place. And then Superman showing up to save the day. Or like bad Superman at one point showing up and missing to save the day because of the fake kryptonite. I guess we should explain the fake kryptonite. (laughs) No, I mean, not really. Like at at one point, the billionaire is like, you know how to do satellite and computer, Richard Pryor? Get me kryptonite. And Richard Pryor's just like, bet. Uh, And he dies. He just goes and gets kryptonite. But it's like fucked kryptonite like something is wrong with it or something so instead of making superman weak it splits him and that that original concept chris was supposed to be the whole movie it was just supposed to be about a good superman and a bad superman and instead <laughs> they would have been a better movie yeah it would have been a better movie to superman just doing like weird petty bullshit like stealing a ring he uh he blows out the olympic torch he corrects the leaning tower of pisa which I, which is not like a like that's a weird that's a just weird, a weird thing to, be like. to to italy <laughs> and that's even how the movie ends is he goes oh my back God, that is... oh. and re-leans the tower of pisa uh, and then they're just like, can't you wait to see another one? Uh, and don't worry, listener. At some, we're gonna have to take a break. I can't. I can't do another bat. It's just because I love Superman one and two so much. It, 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 there's something legitimately hard about watching Christopher Reeve just give it his all, still fucking nail it, and just everything else around him is in shambles and or on fire. And just, it's like, oh no, buddy. <laughs> like, you're, you it's showed up. It's a big up. bummer. You, you got the memo. Bummer. So yeah, Superman, like, and the fight scene between... We'll watch four eventually. Oh god. Between good Superman <laughs> and bad Superman is like really dumb. Like, it doesn't it it also like everything else in this movie like happens spontaneously and uh-huh. without apparent reason because the kryptonite the fake kryptonite that is like i think it's like point like whatever four three percent of it is like missing whatever unknown element of kryptonite because they have to make it they manufacture the kryptonite in this movie as opposed to like find it mm-hmm. so it like works to do this to like make Superman depressed and like a disgruntled teenager basically, but it doesn't like weaken him, but that's all it does for like 15, 20 minutes. And then out of nowhere, not, not connected to the kryptonite. It's good to know that like originally this probably, this was supposed to be the whole movie because then it would have been tied to the kryptonite, but he just like splits into two and has like a weird little, fight with himself it's like and it looks like superman who's bad guy superman and clark kent in his like suit and stuff and they just fight it out in a in a dump in a dump yard what am i in a dump yard yes yeah like what is that called did i say that right that sounded weird (laughs) i like yours (laughs) better so i'm kidding uh yes so they fight in a dump yard uh, I do like the evil Superman has like Zack Snyder colors. <laughs> like, oh, he like, does. It's just gray tone on everything. 
But now, Chris, in every story you've ever seen where a character gets oh, but good split, Superman wins is how that ends. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah, for all you people out there that were on the edge of your seat wondering if good Superman, he, he did. He sure did. Uh, but the way that he wins is a little strange. And everything that involves like splitting where there's like an evil twin is created. Is it not usually the case that, like, you you got to merge back at some point? That doesn't happen. D- Clark Kent chokes bad Superman to death and then leaves. <laughs> and that is... That yeah, is and bad whole... Superman just kind of, like, <laughs> evaporates. And then Clark Kent opens up his shirt, and he's got the Superman outfit under there. But what? I, like, it was not... And they, they, this is an effects-heavy movie. They could have found a way to make it somewhat obvious that he was, like, reabsorbing. But that just doesn't, just doesn't happen. He's just it like, I happen. choke you to death, and now I can go get shit done. It's like, okay, can we also talk okay. about the choke? This was, like, the Great. most unbelievable choking it was very much on the sides it was it was like he like he grips evil superman from the back of the neck Mm -hmm. and then like we can see like it's he's behind evil superman who is now like on the ground as he's getting choked out like on his knees facing away as he's getting choked out so we can see superman's hands do not reach around bad superman's neck all the way right as as is necessary if you're mm-hmm. going to choke someone, it is the front part of the neck involved in mm-hmm. choking. He is yeah, literally usually. just like tensely gripping the sides and back part of the neck Very. and like shaking one of his arms. <laughs> and the other Superman is like looking like he can't breathe. And I was like, I can see all of your like breath shit in your neck. Like, look I, like And I also <laughs> just like, can you choke out Superman? Like, even if you have another Superman, Superman, it just seems like it would be something a little more involved required to fell Superman than just, I'm going to choke you to death. Like, that just yeah. seems like, it's like, oh, the Man of Steel died from a lack of oxygen, you say. Okay. Does that, that guy hangs out in space sometimes, doesn't he? Okay, no, 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 that's fine. No, 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 you, you, you keep doing what you're doing. That's fine. I'm... Unconcerned. I didn't even think about that. You're right. He doesn't need. He hangs. He hangs air. out in space like a lot, like a decent a decent amount. Does he hang Famously, out? Famously, nothing kills him but kryptonite. <laughs> I'm fairly certain that that is the case. I I, I I I'm really unclear on how much he really needs oxygen. Uh, wouldn't seem like it would be a whole lot, but what do I know? Huh. All right, well... Yeah, this movie is bad. This movie sucks. Richard Pryor, we're sorry, but Richard... also, your life went great, and congrats for that. Mm. Well, yeah. I mean, it went pretty well. He's Being it's a fine. daytime game show host is about, like, the most monetarily successful you can get. <laughs> I, 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 I... You said that to me over text. I don't think you're right. Are you... You mean to tell me that Richard prior um yeah ga- um what 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 did you say that he's on Wasn't he's the it, host uh, of family feud i most... don't think that's true i that think is that's super steve true. harvey 
That's Steve Harvey. Is oh, shit, that is, is Steve Harvey. <laughs> what does Richard Pryor look like in old age? Is he still alive? Um, Richard Pryor, is, old. <laughs> that, that, now, what what kind of hits are you getting for that? Richard oh, he's Pryor, dead. Old. He is dead, yeah. He, uh, I thought he was I thought he was very still alive. <laughs> no, he died. He he died, I think, in uh, I feel like I was in like the middle internet school. says 2005. That's that sounds right. yeah, we we would have been. Man, well, I'm sorry to everyone who's a big family feud fan. Clearly, I am not. Uh, <laughs> uh now they both have mustaches. That could be what's I mean, tripping I, you up. Uh, the I, I just looked up a picture might... of Steve Harvey, and I'm like, eh, Steve Harvey is basically Richard Pryor without hair. So, like, I'm not uh, that upset about my mix-up. Though I will say Steve Harvey is huge compared to Richard Pryor. Steve Harvey is a big man. That's, that, yeah. Yeah. Whereas I, 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 I tend to think of Richard Pryor as more lithe. Um... Go. This is go. honestly wild to me. I think I have thought I have merged. I don't know how long I've had these two people merged as one person in my head, but I think for like a long time. <laughs> <laughs> like this is actually rocking my world a little. Bit. I I really like um, see no evil, hear no evil. I think that's a good. What movie. is that? I it's Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder is in it. And I like Gene Wilder and uh, and Richard Pryor together. They're fun together. Well, speaking of Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor being together, we are not going to watch Superman for next time. No. We're actually going to watch something good. Yes. But it is about oh. something yes. bad. Okay, actually, so, so after after a pretty long episode, now you have homework. I actually, if you can watch this movie ahead of time, that would be great because we're going to like get into full spoilers and stuff. And it's a really good fucking documentary. And all of you international people will be like, what the fuck? That's illegal? And it's like, yeah, for some reason, I I don't get it either. (laughs) Which, Um, frankly, fair question about a lot of stuff. Fair question about so much. Just a lot of like, Wait, is that how that works? It's like, or doesn't, depending on your point of view. Uh, works is a loose works term. In, well, <laughs> we're using works in a in a fairly liberal sense here. Uh, it's called BS High. Um, in the states, it is on HBO Max. Um, if you can get access to it, definitely watch it. It is a super insane story. Um, and we're we're yeah we're gonna be talking about that's the bad part. It's a good documentary, but the bad part is that any of this is fucking allowed or tolerated. Yeah, in any we civilized place. We needed a break. <laughs> we needed a break from the bad, we bad did. bad shit. And I and think gonna... after Superman three, we've earned it. We've so, earned it. Yeah, Bubbies, it's been a pleasure. It always is. We're still on Twitter, I guess, uh, as like until they whatever it's called ask for money. If that if they do, it's gonna be Blue Sky City. Uh, but for now, you can find us at Nigh Unwatchable. Um, yeah, we should probably that. make like a an Instagram an or something or an Instagram. A Blue Sky. We have an outro. <laughs> I have, I have a lot of Blue Sky invites. I haven't touched it. Do you? I do. 
I wish Is this I news? Did. Have I not? I wish I had an excuse to get to download blue sky and start well, using do. it because like everyone well, i do. fucking know is like on x I... still and like they don't like it no one likes no, it it's no. just like i'm keeping the problem it... of inertia right <laughs> right i'm keeping it as like i'm keeping it in order to like get more expats to follow me to blue sky well, um, I, I guess I'll have to follow you over. I yeah. I'm so much worse at social media than I used to be. Oh God, I don't like it very much, but it sure seems like you you have to have it. So that's good. Um, list yeah. Bubbies. Oh, God, <laughs> it's just been so good having you listen. I'm so happy that we made it this far, and I Harrison is so happy. I'm so fucking happy right now that you won't even believe it when I just I was gonna say slither, but I don't like that. I was gonna say slither into your ear next week, but now I'm I'm like second guessing this entire outro. Yeah, you uh, take that back. So, hey, redacted. Get out of here. <laughs> Boop.